Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 259. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. And just a quick thank you for listening. Uh, it still is very, very cool to me that complete strangers take you know, 15 to 20 minutes to listen to my thoughts. And that's just me, just a a random dude on the internet, just a dude who likes to work out and share his feelings. And I just think that's so, so cool. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews on Apple podcast. It's insane. There's like almost 4,000 and they're all so, so kind. (laughs) Like you are an awesome human. Uh, you're way cooler than I am. Uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support of my new journal, Unbothered. You all have picked up far more than I ever thought was possible. So thank you for that. Thank you for visiting newmindsethudis.com. It means the world to me. So thank you for that. And uh, I'll get right into the topic that I want to talk about today. And I I guess at a glance, it's kind of a a fan favorite. Um, It's like the talk of the town when it comes to dating topics or relationship topics. And that's the topic of uh, fuck boys. I think if if I had a nickel for every time I saw a quote on Instagram about about this or an article online about this or if I had a nickel for every time I heard someone say like oh you know forget him he's just a fuck boy uh, I'd, I'd be rich at this point like it's it's that that rampant that people talk about this um, so I figured that I would kind of settle this uh, once and for all and that you know answering the question of what do you do when you come across one of these characters what should your mindset be when it comes to dealing with a fuckboy and i say that because i've seen a lot of like defeated attitudes lately a lot of self blame lately kind of a lot of, a lot of it's kind of a vibe of like it's me against the world me against the world that's filled with fuckboys and like that's the vibe 
And I, I, I don't think that's fair to you. I don't think that's fair to you, particularly when you've been hurt or wronged or deceived to turn your blame inward. So I have some thoughts here that I think will be really helpful for you. And like, so to start, I think, you know, we've reached peak fuckboy when the term has literally been added to the dictionary, uh, when good old Miriam and, uh, his homie Webster have decided that it deserves to a place in the English language. Um, that's a yikes. Um, uh, we've gotten to this point. And so just so we're on the same page here, here, here's the definition, um, of a fuckboy according to dictionary.com. It's someone who doesn't respect women, but relies on them heavily. He's someone who is distant, distant, doesn't care about other people's time, won't commit. He is self-absorbed, does stupid things and messes with other people's emotions. Um, sounds pretty accurate, right? And I'll state the maybe not so obvious here, but I'll just say it. I think it's worth mentioning that. Yes, this is mostly men doing these things, of course, but everyone at some point in their life can, you know, fit the bill of being a fuckboy. So let's not make sweet, sweeping generalizations about men versus women or anything like that. But for the sake of this episode, we'll, we'll keep the, the fuckboy title. And, and also, like, I think it's worth saying that let's remember that it's not you against the world. It's not you against fuckboys. And I say that because if you're honest with yourself, you've been this person at some point in your life. Unless you're squeaky clean and perfect, you've been this person. You've done things that you're not <laughs> particularly proud of. You've led people on um, in self-serving ways. You've acted out of self-interest. You haven't been completely honest with someone you're dating. Um, I have. I certainly have. I am not innocent. Um, and likely neither are you and that's okay. There's no, there's no blame game here um, when it comes to that, but let's take this message here with a sense of self-awareness and a sense of vulnerability to know that just as fuck boys are clearly not perfect, neither are you, neither am I. Let's not get on a high horse about us versus them. So I just put that, put that to the side and just remember that for a second. But for the sake of this episode, I want to be very specific and I want to empower you because you don't deserve at this point in your life to be on the receiving end of a, of a fuck boy. Um, so let's do this episode because I'm a huge fan of you. Uh, and I really am. So let's talk about a scenario where you as a human who's dating and you, uh, your intentions are true and real. You're acting out of compassion for yourself and others. You're honest with other people. You're communicating. You're all those great things. But then you end up on the receiving end of the hurt that a fuckboy brings into your life, right? So that's the context for this. So again, it's a fuckboy. It's, it's someone who is self-absorbed, who doesn't respect other people's time, who won't commit, who messes with other people's emotions, that is a fuckboy. Uh, and maybe I'll use the term FB from here on out so I can, you know, censor myself, keep it PG a little bit. But um, I, so I've done one other episode on this topic before, and it was that um, the reason why FBs are so effective. And that was because um, that I think that it's because they prey on all of our human desire to find potential in someone else. That's potential for more. That's potential for connection. That's potential for a future together. Like we want that. Everyone wants that. And so these people, they feed into that. They lead you on. They overpromise. They lie. They fake. 
right? They fake compassion, they fake connection, they fake commitment. And it goes without saying, of course, that that's so messed up. It's just so messed up. And I've covered before how we really need to be like woke to that like fakeness. But for this episode, I want, I like, I just literally just want to put you back in the mental driver's seat of your life to make you realize something powerful about FBs. And that's in the title. It's that a fuck boy is nothing more than a sad boy. <laughs> that's it. A fuck boy is nothing more than a sad boy. And I'll talk about why this is the case. But the headline is this. It's that even though it hurts, of course, to come across one of these, uh, say, clowns, one of these clowns and to be played and mistreated by them. I actually I want your reaction to be one of where you kind of you feel sorry for them. I don't want you to feel sorry for yourself. I don't want you to blame yourself. I don't want you to conclude anything about your worth or your potential or what you deserve. I kind of just want, I just think we should all feel sorry for that guy because even though he wears the title of fuck boy, what he really is, is a, is a sad boy. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny to say that, but it really is true. And I'm going to dig into this and, and that's, they're a sad person. That's a sad boy who is too afraid to, you know, kind of proverbially man up, speak his intention. That's a sad boy who knows right from wrong, but is too much of a a coward is a strong word, but too much of a coward to act on it. It's a sad boy who knows one truth, but acts on the opposite. It's someone who is willing to lie to achieve a short-term satisfaction. It's someone who lets his insecurities, his loneliness, his lack of personal development to turn around and hurt others. And yeah, that's aggressive. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm throwing heat here. (laughs) That's aggressive, but I think it's necessary that we come at them in this sense I think we need to be aggressive in drawing the line between someone like that and someone like you. And that when you engage with someone like that and they hurt you, you are not at fault. They are. They are the ones who lack sincerity. You do not. They're the one who who lack the, the balls to be truthful. You do not. And that's the headline. That's the mentality of the the kind of sense of empowerment that I think we should all have here. And I'll come back to it in a minute. But a bit more here on like the the mo of a fuckboy, the fuckboy mo, and again I, I've certainly learned a lot from my own imperfect self uh, and observing others and engaging and talking with others. And uh, again, I, throughout this episode, I'm going to sound very you know uh, kind of on a pedestal here, that you know preaching about this thing. But I don't want I don't want this to sound self righteous. Like I've been there. I am not perfect. I've never been perfect. And so just know that it's important to know where I'm coming from here. But Here's what like fuckboys do to justify their actions. And I think by breaking it down, we can then kind of see with more clarity that they really are just sad people. And that's something that totally flips the script. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. 
And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. You could feel sorry for a sad person. Like you feel for that's that's on them. It's not on you. It's on them. That's that's someone who is at fault. That is someone who, yeah, frankly, they're they're worthy of the blame, not you. And what I found that FBs do is they say things like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm bad at relationships. Like that's some kind of justification for being insincere. They'll say things like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to make sure because um, I really want to commit and I'm almost there. I'm just trying to make sure they buy themselves time. They'll say things like, you know, I told you, I told you, I gave you a way out. I told you where I'm at, right? They do things like that. They feed potential. They feed your human desire for potential. And then they'll do things like this. They'll love bomb you. And I really think this is a red, red flag. It's this idea of love bombing. That's the hot new phrase apparently, but it's a, it's a practice as old as time, I suppose. It's when someone overwhelms you with love, with affection, with compliments, with validation, with texts, you name it. And they do it like fast, right? There's no timeline for it. It's like right off the bat. And I really think that's a red flag. Um, and it's the first sign that something may be up with this person. Now, don't get me wrong because I'm all for love at first sight. I'm all for someone instantly falling in love with you or like genuinely falling in love with you and having the vulnerability to say it and act on it. Like, that's cool. I want that for you. I think that's fantastic. But, you know, the reality of, of the world is life is life. And that kind of person, that kind of connection is, it's frankly, it's few and far between. And so to me, it's a bit of a red, red flag here. And here's why I say that. I think about my life and I think about flipping the script here. Um, case 32, I'm a man. If I were to meet a woman and within like going on two dates with her, if she were to be like, Case, you're the most amazing man I've ever met. You're so incredible and you're so talented and you're funny. And Case, you're literally everything I've ever wanted. I've, I've completely fallen for you. I'd be like, oh, damn girl, go on. <laughs> No, I was kidding. I'd be like, huh? I'd be like, 
that's that's very nice of you thank you but you don't even really know me <laughs> like how can you be saying those things we don't know each other that well <laughs> there's so much about me you don't know we barely know each other something feels off about that something's up a little bit and again I'm, i don't want to dismiss someone else's feelings or say that they're not legitimate but i've found that fuck boys do this a lot it's like a pattern they love bomb and they do that for a reason they do that to feed you your desire for potential they do that to like lock you in they do that to, it's like they're placing a reservation on open table for you so that you're hooked table for two it's locked in but the reality is I really don't think that the right person for you, someone with the right intentions, someone who's real and raw and honest and sincere, I don't think that person's going to act like that. Someone, you know, with the right intentions is not going to want to smother you like that right off the bat. They're not going to want to guilt you into returning that affection to them. They're not going to be like over the top like that because they're going to want to respect you. They're going to want you to return the affection naturally without pressure, right? They, they want you to do it. They want you to want to do the dishes, right? They don't want to coerce you into doing it. You know what I mean? And it, in, in my mind, it'll start off slow. And that's because he or she is emotionally available and mature. They genuinely want you. And if the answer is no, that's fine. They're not going to bully you into returning it into a response. But a fuck boy, on the other hand, they, that's, not, that's not in their mind. They want to lock you in. And he's afraid of affection not being returned. So he's going he's gonna to crank it up to 100. He's going to crank it all the way up. He's going to crank it up and pressure you to not be able to say no, to keep coming back, to buy into the potential that he's creating with this. And to the title, I just think that's very sad. It's a sad thing to do because it's reflective of, of his own shortcomings and insecurities. And again, of course, there are times where it's real and I'm not trying to discount that, but for the most part, it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad thing to do because it is insincere because that person knows what he's doing for the most part. He's trying to buy a response from you. He's trying to coerce a response out of you. And he's doing that by appealing to like the lowest common denominator. He's buying affection by throwing affection at you. That's something we all want. He's appealing to your human desire for that, for connection and affection, but it's not real. It's prepackaged. It's overdone. It's like a family size serving that he wants you to eat in one setting. It's just not real. It's not sincere. And that makes him not only a fuck boy, but a sad boy. <laughs> like seriously, I think that it's a sad character to be someone who does that. That's someone who so desperately wants validation who so desperately wants approval to hook up with someone to not be alone to not give someone the opportunity to reject him that he's willing to say or do something that he knows isn't true to him and then to justify it by saying something like oh, i'm just not good at relationships right <laughs> that that is bogus right or that he was upfront about his struggles with commitment or something like you so it's okay that he's acting out I don't think you could ever justify that. You can't say you're struggling with commitment and then drop four L-bombs on someone. Those are at odds with each other. <laughs> and you need to figure your shit out, man. Right? That, that's the reality of this. And that's why I say that people who do this, it's, they're sad. It's a sad thing for that person to do. And so I say, for this episode, I want you to be real with yourself. Be real with yourself. That 
fuckboy knows what he's doing. He knows the difference between right and wrong, between honesty and deception. He knows when he's not being sincere. He knows when he's being manipulative. He knows when he's refusing to take responsibility for his words or his actions. He knows when he's faking commitment. He knows that. And knowing that, but not acting on what is right, that is what makes him just a sad human, a sad human being. Because when you know the difference between right and wrong, between honesty and dishonesty, between being sincere and insincere, and you don't act on what you know to be right, that's sad. And you're, and you're to blame. You are to blame. He is to blame. The fuck boy is to blame. Right. And I think it's important to remember that because it, it also goes deeper than that. Like to say all those things, to feed someone potential, to be purposefully insincere, that's a defense mechanism to, to his own insecurities, to his own lack of affection, lack of values, lack of self-worth, lack of, of anything or fear of rejection or fear of being alone. Right. They don't want something serious or official because they don't want it to fail in the first place. They don't want a label so that there's no expectation. Right. And that awareness, but lack of acting on it, that is what makes that person sad. It does. It does. And, you know, even to think about this, I could take a step back and say, okay, let's, let's, let's get off the high horse here and maybe be uh, a little bit more honest. Maybe that person is a victim to their own trauma in life. Maybe, you know, they don't have the self-awareness to know what they're doing is wrong. And I'm not trying to come off as overly harsh towards those people and cast, you know, 1000% of the blame to them. But even when that's the case, I think everyone, no matter what they've been through or how messed up their worldview is, everyone has the ability to be honest, to be sincere. Everyone has the ability to do that. And when you choose to ignore that, that's what makes them a sad boy. So I just want you to realize that, that the next time you come across this person, whether that's a fuck boy, a fuck girl, however you want to define it, it's just someone who's not being sincere. It's on them, not you. Yes, of course, it sucks that you were the victim. It sucks that they played you. I wish I could fix that for you, but I can't. But there is redemption and peace to be found. And again, as weird as it sounds, in feeling sorry for them. In contrasting that with being proud of yourself. And it could also be anger. You could be, you could be angry with them because you did waste your time and your energy with them. That's okay at first. But from there, just take a step back and feel sorry for them, not yourself, for them. Because think about it. What a, what a, a, a shitty headspace they must live in to be someone doing and living and acting and know that you're disappointing yourself to know that you're not being a value driven person of character. That's got to suck for them. That's got to burn. They know they're doing this because everyone knows that at a fundamental level. And even if they're one of those especially difficult, like delusional fuck boys who doesn't feel that, who is so out of touch with themselves, well then just know that that's going to catch up with them. It always does. It always will. When you live a life that is insincere, when you ignore your own values and what's right, it will catch up to them. And it's a sad way to live life. And it goes hand in hand with what I talked about a couple episodes ago. It's a fuck boy is a sad boy is an indifferent boy. It's funny. I'm saying boy is weird. Anyway, it's a person, right? A fuck person is a sad person is an indifferent person. That's indifferent to what is right and wrong, indifferent to their own insecurities and fears, indifferent to their ability to step up and say and do what is right. And within that context, you have nothing to blame yourself for. 
you're not indifferent. You don't ignore what is true to you. You act on it. You vocalize it. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. There's nothing to regret when that's the case. You are worthy of someone who does the same. You're worthy of a label. You're worthy of someone who doesn't say that they're bad at relationships, like that's some hall pass for being indifferent. You deserve someone who isn't afraid of stepping up and being honest, even if it is hurtful or awkward, and to do that early on, not after they've gotten what they wanted. So I just want you to remember that. A fuck boy is a sad boy, and nowhere in that equation is anything that you should question about yourself or your worth or what you deserve. It's a simple recognition that that person is wrong, you unfortunately were on the receiving end of their imperfection and their insincerity, but it ends there. Let them reap what they sow. Let them live with indifference. But you don't and you won't. And that is something to be proud of. And you should be proud of yourself for living that way because it will come back to reward you. There's always a rewarding chapter around the corner for people who honor themselves and their truths and who live and speak it and who live without indifference towards others. So I'll end it right there. I hope that was something helpful, something to think about, something to remind you of who you are. So if it was helpful, I'd love it if you would share the podcast with a friend, tell them new episodes every Monday, every Thursday. And also, if you're interested in living these truths and discovering your own, you could check out newmindsethudis.com and pick up a journal. Uh, definitely means a lot to me. So thank you so much for supporting me and for listening. And until next episode, I'm out. try to explain what it feels like to get your work done on a John Deere. The way a Z-Track mower finishes in half the time you thought it would. Or how much easier it is to move mountains of soil with a 1-Series tractor. We could even go into detail about how it feels to tow up to 4,000 pounds behind a Gator XUV. But if you really want to know what it's like to run with us, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.